welcome to MMA's Moments That Matter. I'm your host, Greg Guzzi, and today we're visiting with Marsh & McLennan Agency Risk Management Consultant, Travis Starks, and Analytics Services Vice President, Sarah Delaney. Our topic is Data and Analytics in Agribusiness Risk Management. So to begin, um, if you could define the concept of using data and analytics in agribusiness risk management, and Sarah, this is probably one directed to you. Is this a relatively new concept, and why is it important? I think in the insurance industry, data has been an obvious part of the the process. Um, Buying and selling insurance has probably been a more transactional process historically, and we're really looking to change that. Uh, I would say it's probably been an evolution in the last five to 10 years of how employers and businesses are using data in all aspects of their business. We're really trying to understand our clients and what decisions they're making and understand all of their business because there might be a lot of pieces that come into it that aren't necessarily insurance driven, but they are really helping to um, put the entire framework of running their business and moving forward. Very good. Travis, anything like to add to that? Well, yeah. And, you know, we've been really good in the risk management world of predicting the past. What we're looking to do, though, is to really put together a program that can help look at trends and say, this is what the next three years are going to look like for you. This is what the marketplace is going to look like. And really putting science behind it. Again, we've, we've done cowboy analytics for a long time, but we truly need to put thought, perspective, and action behind these things. Sir, how is this data and information collected? I would say it's probably various sources that we're utilizing. Uh, straight from the insurance policies in a lot of cases, claim data, that's probably the standard insurance process that we're going through. And then we're using public data sets, whether it's weather data or whether it's um, ag prices in any one of those different cases. We're taking data that's available in a lot of different public formats and aggregating it together. From a benchmark perspective, we have access to a significant level of data that we're able to actually help beekeepers, if that's the case, um, benchmark what their business looks like and what other beekeepers are purchasing in their insurance aspects and how they're making decisions. So it's not just looking at the guy down the street. It's really being able to aggregate data in a significantly different way. So once this data and information is gathered, how how is it analyzed? Travis has probably been really good historically about being able to do back-of-the-napkin math or trying to draw a picture, but it's so much easier to see something in a visual format than it is to actually see it just written down. So looking at your workers' compensation claims, if that's what you're looking at, um, if you're looking at what the the price of something is actually um, over time, being able to visualize some of those pieces. I think, you know, one of the things that that Sarah's hitting on that that is of the utmost importance is that this information needs to be valuable. And in some cases, it needs to be easy to understand because you are going to be presenting this information, um, CEOs, CFOs, COOs, but then you're also going to be pushing it out to board members. I'll give you a perfect example. We have clients that have hundreds of locations around the country. So if we can take that information, show what the value of just the property that they have scattered across their footprint and then put a heat map up against that showing where maybe they have claims issues or where the property their 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 property values are or where financially what locations are make money which locations are costing them money this is something that that Sarah and her team can put together 
in a, in using software that we can heat map it out for the whole business. I mean, they can share this with hundreds of employees to help understand why they're making decisions, maybe why they're shifting employees from one location to another, another region, or maybe why they might be downsizing, putting information in the hands of boards of directors to make sure that they're making solid decisions with the information that we have. So once the data and analytics are collected and analyzed, how are you able to help your uh, agribusiness clients make sense of it or have useful information to work with? Yeah, a lot of our clients are different in what they want to utilize this for. We have some of our clients that are looking to make business decisions if they want to close locations, if they want to expand locations. Um, some of these others are where they want to focus expansion as it relates to employees or maybe where they might have to tighten up financials or build efficiencies in organizations. So, again, we'll use Sarah and her team to put that information in a visual format to the, that they can present. We'll have clients that want to present it to their board of directors and maybe 12 people or maybe 400 employees. Or you might be looking at people that want to uh, present this idea to city councilors, um, organizations that want you know, you know, to, to help businesses grow in their community. Very good. So I trust you would agree that agriculture is a very unique and specialized industry with many different segments within. Um, likewise, there are numerous unique risks facing both producers and agribusinesses who serve, uh, or the agribusinesses who serve them. Do you have any examples of how data and analytics help you address the unique risks prevalent in agriculture? One of the things that we've been able to do is lay over claims over top of all of our locations. So then you start looking at what places are having a good safety culture, maybe some that are struggling a little bit. So with that being said, when you start looking at all right, promotion within the workplace. And you might have a location over on the east side of the state that has done very well with culture. So how do we expand that culture from that location to maybe one of the other locations that are maybe struggling a little bit? Where you might have a location that hasn't had a great track record, but they've got somebody next in line that should take over leadership. You start looking at the information and say, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we take a guy from over here? that's grown up the last five years in this culture and see if we can get that to take place over here. And so we give our clients that information to say, here's a reason why you might want to look at doing this. We're not telling you what to do, but we're just telling you this is what the information is showing us. So it helps them in their day-to-day decision-making. Sarah, anything to add to that? A lot of times in uh, our clients were using just the HR person for maybe their work comp and then their employee benefits and then they might have a safety director that's actually running the other pieces but helping them actually speak together and utilize some of that data to help drive some of their conversations and really understand the risk they have uh, has probably been one of the most important things that we're really trying to push forward with. So why would an agribusiness or an ag production operation rely on Marsh and McLennan for risk management? Agribusiness is near and dear to our heart, and we've really put a lot of time and effort into understanding what our clients do. And that's one of the biggest differences between what we do and what other folks do. You will have people that come in to, to work on risk management that maybe understand insurance. They understand safety, culture, but they don't understand the, agri, the agribusiness space. Um, Going in there and understanding a, a multifaceted organization where it's full service, you know, speak to a cooperative, for example, you know, they might have eight different businesses in one. And to understand how that operates, um, it, it's a very unique animal. 
Sarah and her team have, have done a great job of building and bringing in models that we can utilize. Total cost of risk is another one of those that we can sit down with the client and talk to them about what it costs them, their t overall risk for that year. So whether you made more money than you were expecting, you lost some money, you're in the middle of an acquisition, so it's really hard for financials to catch up. So you as a decision maker in that organization, how do you know if you were successful that year in, the, in your overall risk? You really don't. It's a toss-up. So giving Sarah all that information, having her, her team crunch the numbers to say, we're going to give you a score as it relates to your overall revenue. We're going to tell you what you are spending per $1,000 of revenue. And that's going to give you a pretty good idea if you were successful or not. Because the best thing that we can do is tell you you're going in the right direction or you're going in the wrong direction. Let's see what we can do to fix it. We have prospects mainly come in. We ask them how their program is, is working, and they said they're, they're happy, and we'll ask them more probing questions, and they'll come in, and safety always gets to it. And most of the time people will come in and say, hey, you know, we haven't had really any claims. So then you ask them, why do you think that is? A lot of times people say, well, I just think we're lucky. And I said, okay, so you tell me how you replicate luck. You tell me, okay, you've been lucky in location A. Tell me how we can be lucky in location B. And we can be lucky year after year after year. That is a flawed way of looking at it. I realize maybe you just want me to get out of your office and you don't want to talk about this anymore, but this is a serious topic. So luck isn't a way to operate. So then we crunch the numbers and say, this is why you guys have done well here. But Overall, maybe you struggled in certain areas. So let's talk about how we can make you better there. So it really starts that dialogue, being able to bring in a different perspective because not a lot of companies are doing this. Very interesting. So it certainly appears that Marsh and McLennan is providing more than insurance coverage to manage risk, but rather an overall business consulting service. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, I would. In reality, I mean, we can really only cover about 60% of your true risk with insurance policies. So then what we have to do there is we have to look at whether we can do it through contracts or we can do it through safety programs and help mitigate those risks that are out there that you traditionally can't cover through insurance policies. Is there any one single benefit that ag producers or agribusiness managers can realize from the service you provide? I really think transparency is probably the biggest thing. Um, it's it's essentially a mirror that our clients think they know, and just like Travis said, they're they're gathering all of this information, and they've had it at their fingertips. But it's kind of this analysis paralysis conversation where you have all of it, but now what do I actually do with it? And so we're really trying to help uh, bring the most important pieces forward. Uh, Travis mentioned a little while ago that our goal is really to help them understand it. So we don't want to provide data just to provide data. It really is providing that transparent data to say, here's the five bullet points that you really need to glean from this, and how do we actually put something in place to move forward? Facts. I mean, we meet with the CEOs and the CFOs, and so they deal in facts a lot. But you can get overrun with emotion in a lot of different businesses, especially in agriculture. Because you have uh, boards made up of people in the industry. You have members, member owners of these cooperatives more specifically. And it's, it's an emotional business. So the best thing that we can do is we can come in and say, this is who you are 
with numbers. This is who you are with the information that you've given us. These are the facts. So it gives that person, that person in leadership, that information that he can present to his board, to his member owners, to his employees saying, this is who we are. I understand we might feel differently at times, but this is what this is what we are. This is who we are. And to give them something so clear cut, so precise is refreshing to those guys. Because again, you deal with emotion all the time. So can you cite specific examples of data that you get from your clients and how you use it? Yeah, one of the areas that we've jumped in and seen the most dramatic change um, is reviewing a breakdown in payroll. So what we're able to do is we're able to value their payroll in certain um, categories and certain locations. So again, what this information is telling us is how they rate against kind of the national average. And then what we can do is we can look at, do they have more uh, efficiency than maybe one of their peers? So they would have less payroll and a more labor intensive classification. So making sure that we look at that information and then we can speak back to our clients and say, all right, so we're seeing you are above or below this particular number, can you tell us why? And if they can, then, I mean, obviously, then they know maybe where they're deficient. Or if it's news to them, then we can talk about, you know, maybe we're classifying employees incorrectly, where you have more office or administrative staff because everything is, has been, autom- you know, automation has become huge in agriculture. So we don't necessarily move grain uh, the way that we did 20 years ago. And to is do. there a, a measurable cost savings? Absolutely. As, as you could imagine, if you have a laborer out, you know, if, if they're moving um, bushels of corn from one location to the other via a straight truck and an auger um, compared to somebody who's sitting in an office like this one hitting a button, um, you would imagine that that person sitting in the office pushing a button, the likelihood of them getting injured is significantly less. So you can see the overall cost in your risk management program as it relates to that employee. Uh, you can see that immediately. Now, we go back on the other side, you start talking about the property. You start talking about different lines in an insurance policy. You tell the insurance company, well, you know, we've removed all of these hazards, and now we've built in this automation. This automation is allowing us to move, you know, twice as many bushels, half the time, half the cost, and the safety is you have no human or very little human interaction. Um so that leads to the overall safety of the organization as well and their, those sites. So how about the confidentiality of this data and information that you gather? I can't begin to tell you the security that we actually have with regard to how we receive data, how we store data. A lot of it actually isn't actually saved on anything local. It's all saved on all of our secure servers. I can tell you that we are one of the most secure agencies in the marketplace. So uh, that's the beauty of being this national and international organization that uh, data security is something we don't take lightly. It is a very serious issue and one that we make sure that uh, we're not sharing company B's information with company A, nor do we have it exposed from a cyber perspective. Very good. Well, thank you to Travis Starks and Sarah Delaney for their valuable information and input provided on the topic of data and analytics and agribusiness risk management. This has been the MMA Moments That Matter. 